Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hi, Patrick. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm drinking an Orange Julius. An Orange Julius? Wow. Did you make that? <sighs> Homemade, baby. Can you hear that swishing around in the cup? (laughs) No, I can't. I can't hear it. Oh, you can't hear it? That's what it sounds like. Wow. Very nice. (laughs) I just spit orange Julius. I'm sorry. You know what I do, Andy? I put a little bit more milk in my orange Julius than... Like, if if it says put one cup of milk in and one cup of water, I put a cup and a half of milk gonna have a cup of water wow that's the secret that's the secret to orange julius huh? and if it says if it says one splash of vanilla you put in two all right and then the real secret <laughs> if it says to put in one tablespoon of sugar whatever your recipe is <laughs> put in dose really you put in two yeah just to translate that for our audience uh, that's interesting. Can I apply this, Patrick? And should I apply this to other recipes as well? Like, I, I'm not much of a cook myself. I'm very much a recipe follower, but I'm learning something new today that I should double anything with sugar in it. I just double the sugar <laughs> amount. Apparently, should I should I be employing this technique across all of the things that I that I cook <clears throat> or bake? I, I don't know if I'd say everything. But I know, I know, on an orange Julius or say like a cookie. Okay. Add a little bit more sugar in that. Cookie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Put a little bit more sugar in the orange Julius. All right. It's not. I... It's not healthy by any means. You should probably remove the sugar. <laughs> but it tastes fantastic with a little bit extra milk, which milk has sugar in it. So you put a little extra milk in there. Yeah. Put a little extra vanilla in there. Put a little extra sugar in there, and pow. You got a powerful orange Julius. Interesting. Well, it will absolutely be powerful with that extra <sighs> sugar in it, right? That's yep. That is undeniable. <laughs> so, um, great tips. I think these are very valuable tips <laughs> for for myself and listeners. So, uh, thank you, Patrick. I think you're doing yep. us all a service. Well, just trying to increase diabetes in America. <laughs> Good. Awesome, Patrick. Well, again, wonderful. Wonderful insights. So thank you for that. <laughs> Sugar makes everything taste better. There, there's another jingle for you. Nice. I, I think we've come up, uh, you have come up with many jingles in this show. I think this is a good outlet for you. <laughs> They're all bad. They're all horrible. And my voice is horrible. No. But maybe I could sell them. Who knows? What is our, what is our, um, what's the topic today, Andy? Yeah, let's, let's find out. Let's go ahead and jump right in, uh, to the show today. Um, so it looks like our randomly chosen topic comes from friend of the show, Chris Jenkins. Anonymous. Oh. (laughs) Not anonymous today. It's actually Chris Jenkins. And, um, I think this is an interesting question. Um, Patrick, how much white space is too much? How much white space is too much white space? Yes. I feel like this is the first design question we've had in a long time. <laughs> like it's like specifically design. Like usually it's like, hey, I'm a designer. How do I get a new job? Yeah. Hey, I'm a designer. How do I get a promotion from my boss? Hey, I'm a designer. 
how do I not get fired? But this one's like, hey, I'm a designer. How much white space is too much? <laughs> this one, this one's interesting, Andy. How much white space is too much? Well, let's unpack this a little bit. What is white space, right? I think we should start by defining what that is. And I will take a stab at a definition off the top of my head because I don't know the um, official definition of white space. Um, it's not space in your application that's white. It doesn't have to be white. There's nothing yeah. to do with color. But it's actually the space between elements on a design, right? Or maybe even, I don't know if like art has white space. I don't really know, Patrick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everything has white space. Does everything have white space? Whoa, you just blew my mind. Isn't isn't white space technically the negative space around objects in your design? Yeah. That's that's pretty much what I just said, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so life so life, you said well you said you said, does art have white space? And I, and I said, yes, everything has white space because everything does have white space, right? Yeah. The, the, the space between apartment buildings and houses and trees, that's all, that's all negative space, right? I guess it is. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, there's white space everywhere, I think. <laughs> that's, I never thought of it that way. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's the way. Maybe maybe my warped mind thinks of it differently, but that's how I thought of it. <laughs> it's the space between things, right? And yeah, Dave Dave Matthews has a whole song about this. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it's all about white space. The space between <laughs> that song. Uh, worst worst earworm ever. You know what's funny is I only heard that song once 20 years ago, and I still can't get it out of my head. Yeah, that's the power <laughs> Dave Matthews, I think. <laughs> anyway, yes, it's the space between objects, right? Yes, the space between, between objects. That that negative space, not the white space or the black space. It's the negative space between objects. Yeah, and, and I, love, I love what you said. It's not the actual white color. Yeah. Although a lot of applications, a lot of designs are white. <laughs> that yeah. space is actually white. And maybe that's why they call it white space. I don't know. But if uh, we researched our topics before we did them, we would probably have really cool facts about like, oh, it's called white space because back in the day, canvases were white and blah, 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 blah. Like it's yeah. probably this whole thing, right? But we don't believe in doing research here. So no. Yeah, we as designers, I, yeah, <laughs> we yeah, research. Just, we just off the cuff. Um, how much white space is too much? Um, well, this one's tricky because it, it. I'm gonna say the 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 evil nasty word that we always say on here, Andy. What Voldemort? Oh, you're not supposed to say that out loud. Well, well I think we're safe times. until you say it three times in front of a mirror. Yeah, in front of a mirror. Um. No, I, d I think it depends. It depends. It depends. The password of the day is depends. <laughs> um, it depends on what you're doing and who your customers are and if you want your design to look pleasing or not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I like space is a design principle, right, Patrick? Mm-hmm. 
And you use design, the different design principles to help communicate something. It's all about giving clarity. And white space, the purpose of it is to give clarity. So I would use white space, for example, to give um, spacing and to give, I guess, <laughs> I keep using the same word, to give clarity to a design. So for example, if I have, um, if I have a group of buttons that are grouped together, maybe I have them eight to 16 pixels apart, you know, they, but then I have another group of buttons and those two groups of buttons should not be together. They don't relate together. And if they are together, they make for a very confusing experience. So what I want to do, for example, is put extra space between those groups of buttons. I might have too many buttons in my design in the first place, but let's say, just, just deal with me here, Patrick. <laughs> let's, let's say I want to add a, a, a space um, between those. That space is, of course, called white space. And with that, I need to communicate to my users that these things are not related. Like they, they have different functions, um, these two different groups, right? So I would be using white space to communicate that in my design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for grouping purposes, that's probably the number one thing I think you would use space for is to is to isolate content, right, from mm-hmm. other content. Like if you think in terms of, I like your button example because that's what we do with interfaces all the time, right, is grouping elements together. Like we have two different tab navigations on our UI and they do two different things. So you want to space them out or, you know, create, create, you know, space for them to look separate, to be separated um, it's just like a paragraph of text, right? We use we use a paragraph as a as a spacing mechanism, as a grouping mechanism to say this paragraph belongs together. Mm-hmm. Now take a break. Now read this paragraph. Now take a break. Read this paragraph. Um, so yeah, spacing as a grouping mechanism is super important to design. That's if you've ever if you've ever gone to an interface, and I would say this probably happens more to enterprise design interfaces where it just feels cluttered and tight. Like you, when you look at it, like you get almost claustrophobic. It's because they're just not using enough space in general, right? To just let, let elements breathe to themselves, right? Like yeah. give them enough space. Like if you, had, if you had table data and you have a bunch of lines, lines will create a, a separation, right? A visual line between, between uh, rows will create a visual separation. But without space in between, the content and the line and the content and the line and the content will get very difficult to read and understand. And it'll be hard for a user to perceive the difference, even though there's a line in there, right? Because it's just all elements. Exactly. And I think a big problem with that, right? If, if I designed an, uh, an interface that looked like that, which I see all the time, is the overwhelmingness of the content. As designers, we want to um, help our users um, discover the content they want to discover and to be able to find the functions they want to find or that they need to find. And if we have way too many elements on the page and they're all super close together, uh, there's no visual hierarchy to lead their eye to the right direction, not to to help them find the things they need to find. So um, space is, I love your example of that and using, employing more space in a design like that would absolutely help users find what they're looking for. And be able to, you know, work yeah, in in your software or um, yet accomplish their goals better. Yeah, 
I like I like when you bring up like the visual hierarchy too, because space is very important, not just for grouping, but for creating visual hierarchy. Right? Mm-hmm. You have you have a direction or a path you want to move the eye down, um, you know, from one element to the next, and spacing creates that visual hierarchy, right? Along with other things like size, right? Size and space work together and your space really depends on the size of your elements, right? So if your elements are larger, you're going to need a little bit more space. If your elements are smaller together, you're going to need probably less space. Just Mm -hmm. depends on on how you want to play it. But um, yeah, it also depends. Yeah, it really depends on that visual hierarchy of like, when you're trying to create maybe like an up-down visual, right, or trying to guide the user to a to a specific location, space can actually be those arrows and create that movement to the place you want to be in. I remember when I was doing landing pages, um, every landing page has a collector form on it, right, where the people are going to put in. You put in the stuff like, hey, what's going to bring value if you sign up for this thing, right? And you put all that stuff in there and you want them to read that stuff. And then you have a form element where it's like, okay, fill out your information. Well, if they don't know where that form is, um, <clears throat> then they're not going to fill out their information, right? And you're not going to, the, the page itself just doesn't do its job. So what you, what you did, we used a lot of space, you know, we used a lot of negative space to create visual movement through the page, mm-hmm. right? So like you'd have a paragraph of text with very like large horizontal space after that text that will then kind of like guide the eye over to where the form is on the right hand side, right? The box where the form is. So a lot of times we would use, we would use negative space to sort of create these shapes or use enough negative space that you could put something in there like a photograph or an arrow or a group of something in that, in that negative space to guide the to guide the eye where you wanted it to, so spacing becomes um, negative space and spacing becomes like a like a crucial a crucial thing, right? It's like it's like there's all those jokes about the arrow and the FedEx logo, but there's 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 kind of a there's kind of a thing to that, right? Like that arrow in the FedEx logo means we ship stuff really quickly, right? And mm-hmm. that's all done with negative space. So without that negative space, you're not going to get that little element of the logo. Um, that people will pick up on. So space can be used, yes, for grouping, for just laying out elements, creating visual hierarchy. It can be used for guiding guiding the eyes of users around a page. Um, it can also be used to, to influence people um, like on a subconscious level, right? Like we, we've all seen those little diagrams with the face and if you stare at it so long, it shifts. Yeah. It shifts to another face or whatever. Like that's negative space. That's proper use of negative space, right? And I think to answer Chris's question about when is white space too much, I don't know if it ever is necessarily. Um, Like, I kind of always think, especially in the layout of UI, I kind of think you could always, like, you could lay out a UI that you think is visually appealing as a designer, and then you could probably go in and add more space, and it would probably just enhance it a little bit more. Mm Mm-hmm. It would just sort of enhance your grouping and enhance your visual hierarchy a little bit more. I don't know if it would ever, I don't know if more space would ever just totally like, I guess, I guess a lot more space. <laughs> like if, if you got, if you got onto a page and it was like logo and then the rest of the page was negative space <laughs> and you had to scroll down to like get to the, I guess that's where it becomes detrimental. But 
I think in any case, like, I don't see too much of a negative to having a little bit extra room to breathe. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I think there's maybe two ways to kind of answer this as well that I want to add. Like, there are, with a lot of these design principles, as a designer, as you get more experience, as you're, you know, designing interfaces all the time throughout your career, you start to and kind of inherently visualize, like kind of know when you're looking at something, it looks wrong for some reason. Like it's kind of like, it's a gut feeling. The spacing is weird. You know, if the spacing between, um, you know, character lines um, in, in text is just off or the spacing between elements is just off. It just looks it looks strange, right? So I think that's one way you could know there's either too much white space or maybe too little white space and you need to make some adjustments. Another thing as well is that you can, you know, find out if this is too much as if you are testing this with users and they're having trouble navigating uh, your, your interface. Um, they may not be able to articulate uh, why <laughs> they're not going to be able to say there's way too much white space um, as, to, as to what the problem is. But uh, I think you could potentially understand maybe we have a white space issue. There's a spacing issue with some of these elements. Maybe there's not enough white space or there's too much again. And if we make some changes and then do another round of testing, we can see if, if that actually was the problem. So, um, of course, there's also the option of showing it to other individuals, other designers. Um, I think would definitely help with that as well. Um, and yeah, help you understand if, if the spacing is, is definitely off. So I think there's some options to help you understand if it's too much, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, again, it does come, go back to your initial answers. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> well, I think I like what you're talking about with, if something looks off, right? Because I think in design, we're, we're, we're putting stuff together, right? And from a visual standpoint, visual visual is always a trial and error. It's not scientific, right? It's yeah. definitely an art form. And so you throw a bunch of elements on a page and you go, okay, well, those don't seem, those colors don't seem to go right. And mm -hmm. the grouping seems to be off and whatever. So you kind of tweak some of the elements and move them around. And then you get kind of a layout that you like and things are visually like represented, right? But then there's always, every freaking time you do a visual layout, you get positioning right and you get everything right. And then there's always that time where it's like something just looks off, right? Like mm -hmm. something just doesn't seem to sit right and I can't quite explain it. And I think most often we go back to the element itself. We go back to the elements on the page and be like, okay, well, what if I move this element over here? What if I blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I think we get lucky and we snap things in place and, and it works. But I think, I think most of the time it's space. Like when something looks sort of awkward, it's because the spacing's off. Yeah. You know, if, if the buttons aren't positioned right, if I've got a graphic here and I've got text over here and they don't, they don't line up or they don't, one of them seems heavier than the other. Generally, it's like, we'll just add, if I went in between those two and add another eight pixels of space, it's like, oh, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's all it was. It's like most of the time it's space. Like, and when you're talking with junior designers, you know, and I've been working with them a lot. They'll give you a visual design and you look at it and it, they're always like, yeah, I think I got it. I can't think I got the layout good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But something just doesn't feel off or something just feels off. Right. And I'm like, well, you just need a little bit more space around the tabs and a little bit more space inside the card where your content is. Like it's always just a little bit more space. I think sometimes we'll just kind of like snap things into place or putting space in the right places. Right. Like, yeah. You've got too much space over here and not enough over here. 
it's almost as if like you know when you're making an orange julius andy <laughs> and you you follow the recipe and then you kind of you kind of take a sip of it and you're like mm, it's good but it's not quite it's not the same you know it's not quite what i expected right <laughs> so what do you do andy you add more sugar patrick you add more sugar so what i'm saying to you <laughs> is yes there is a threshold at which i can put too much sugar in orange julius wow and it doesn't become a good orange julius <laughs> But if I just put, if I just put a little bit more orange ju- more sugar in my orange juice, it's like, ooh, that's good, perfect, right there. It was just I was missing a little bit more sugar. So could we say, could we say, Andy, that space, white space, negative space, space is the sugar for UI layout and design? Oh my gosh, Patrick, I I think we have found something here. I think that is 100 freaking percent true. That is amazing. <laughs> White space is the sugar of uh, UI design. I love that so much. And it's absolutely you know what true. I, it's so true, dude. Yeah. Like, and you know what I love about this podcast the most? Is that I didn't know what the topic was, right? Like, we didn't know what the topic... We really didn't know what the topic was. Like, like freaking hand of God crossed my heart on the Bible. I didn't know the topic... And I feel like my random thoughts at the beginning of every podcast seem to somehow always match up. <laughs> or it's, I'm just making it up and we're just we're just full of BS. No, I, I just think it's magic. I, it just comes together. It just does, Patrick. So uh, that's why this podcast exists. That's why it's, it's meant to be. <laughs> um, we we have answered an important question and I think made a very wonderful discovery for the rest of humanity. <laughs> you 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 want to make your you want to make your design pop. You you had some you had some sugar yeah. to it, Patrick. And sugar is not sugar is space. Sugar is space. space. Look at your white space. I it is it is important though like he like the question about when when there's too much white space i think if you're asking yourself is there not enough white space or is there too much white space that you probably need to add in either case just a little bit more white space yeah somewhere like even if you're asking their question like is that too much white space oh there's also this there's also this like if you've ever read a blog or a medium articles about design or you know anything like that there's all there's this kind of like horse crap mentality about the above the fold you've heard this andy right? yeah i know above the fold it goes back to newspapers right where they fold the newspaper in half and people you know you want to put you want to put the most eye-catching headlines on that above the fold why because the user the, the when they see it at the newsstand back in the day it was curled under and it wouldn't get their interest at all. Anything under the fold was non-discoverable until they actually purchased the newspaper. Yeah. But guess what? Guess what? In the internet, that's not true. I can all just scroll down. And people do this. Weird. I know. People scroll all the time. Like this is the first it's like their first reaction when they hit a website. But I think I think there's this old e-commerce myth and adage that important stuff has to be above the fold. And then if you come from an e-commerce background, I've seen this with designers that come from an e-commerce background where they're making landing pages and things like that. And then they come across over to like UI design. 
they oftentimes try to try to cram everything inside of the quote unquote above the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, and in product design, digital product design, the fold's not really the fold's not really a thing. And so I think a lot of people get get squeamish and they try to cram everything in and they and what happens is of course they they eliminate their white space, which yeah. creates huge problems, right? Lots of clutter. Yeah. I think I think you should look at the fold not of a spacing thing where, where you're scrolling up and down a screen, the, the first thing you see on the screen. What it should be is your visual hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. Your fold is your visual hierarchy. Where does your eye go to first? Is that the primary action of the page? And is that what the user wants to accomplish from this page, right? That's your fold. <laughs> that's your... Yeah. Uh, that's what you're really um, driving towards. And there should be, of course, uh, I guess if it makes sense, other actions, but they, they shouldn't be um, fighting for that top action in terms of visual hierarchy. Um, they should it should be a clear sight to, here's what I want to do as a user. And I can find that button, that action, that function very sim- very simply, very easily. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's true. One other thing, one other thing space... can do is create focus right we talked about grouping and putting groups together right and using space to sort of group things adequately but i think too it can also create it's 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 one of the reasons why a modal works really well is because of the sort of like large amount of space around a modal that Mm -hmm. makes that experience create that focus right now granted you're going to put you're going to put a mask on there you're going to you're going to black things out or you know, try to do that kind of stuff. But it's the space around the modal itself that sort of creates that visual focus. Because without it, then it's just, you know, it's, it's still kind of cluttered. So I think, you know, if an abundance of space can really create a, a, a focus for the eye, right? Like you can really drive to the eye. And a lot of times, a lot of people, a lot of designers will, I've seen this in websites and stuff, They'll, they'll put something in the middle of a page and think it's not enough. They, they're like, they're like, hey, I put some content in. There's a picture and some content. And then there's just all this white space around it. And it feels it, it just sort of feels empty, sort of, right? Mm-hmm. And so then they make those elements bigger and bigger and bigger until they fill the screen and they sort of lose their focus. So there's a balance between the element size that you're trying to have somebody focus on and the space around, if you make that element bigger, you lose space, so you start to lose focus. And I think that's an important thing too, especially with like website design. I see this a lot in portfolios where designers try to cram everything in a portfolio. And it's like, you know what? You'd be better just to focus on the important stuff in a portfolio, right? Like yeah. instead of putting 10,000 images on the front page of a portfolio, put one and then focus and then create enough space for people to focus in on that and really pay attention. So space can really create focus and, and a, and a large amount of space tends to create really dialed in focus, right? Yeah. Cause there's, there's a smaller element, you got all this space. So there's nowhere else for the user to look, right? The user has to look at this thing. That's very true. I love that. Yeah. Uh, focus is, and that does that plays very heavily into what I was talking about before as well. The, the that visual hierarchy, like you do want that focus to go to the right place, and yeah, in your example of modals is a great way to do that for sure. Uh, so yeah, that and that is white space too. Like it, it's kind of like an interesting form of white space because a modal is mainly something that comes 
on top of a bunch of other things, but then there's that kind of screen behind it, you know, like the mm -hmm. it kind of darkens everything else. And then that kind of creates another layer of space because of that kind of visual screen. So it's pretty interesting. I hadn't thought of that before, but um, that makes a lot of sense. If you go to an art museum, pay attention to the space between art pieces. Um, mm. Good art, good art museums will create enough space where if I'm if I'm a person and I'm standing, however many feet, pat you know, if I'm standing like ten, twelve feet away from the painting on the wall, mm -hmm. the next painting is going to be out of my view. Wow! Right. So if I'm standing there looking at the painting. You want the other paintings to sort of be out of your view. Mm -hmm. That's why when you go to an art museum, you, they, you don't see paintings like right, like two feet away from each <laughs> other, because you want to you want to create a visual focus on that one piece. Unless unless all of those pieces are somehow together, right? Like yeah, it's kind of it's, it's more of an installation thing. It's also a reason why I think a lot of a lot of um, architects design uh, art museums to be tall. This is just my theory. I don't know why. But like the space, the space in art museums a lot of times is really tall, 10, 12, 13, 14 feet high, you know, higher ceilings. And I think the reason, I think part of the reason is, is because they want to create, you give, give, give the art museum enough space on a wall that they can put something on it and create that focus. Right. I don't know. Wow. Just a theory. Just a theory. Yeah. It's a good one. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, definitely spacing the, the art you know vertically i mean sorry horizontally apart from each other um and having that time to like really focus on this one thing before this other other super eye-catching piece of art you know takes my focus away i think that's really interesting and it, it definitely makes sense for sure the vertical thing yeah they all the ones i've been to patrick are that way <laughs> yeah i haven't been to very many so i can't say I can't say for certain. There's no scientific evidence, but... Oh, we better get on that. Yeah, we better start touring more art museums. <clears throat> <laughs> well, did we answer the question for Chris? I mean, when when is white space too much? I, I kind of feel like, you know, you'd know when it's too much. It would be too, it'd be too sweet, right? You'd put too much sugar <laughs> in that thing. But I think more white space generally just enhances your design. Yeah. Like I look at I look at our product at Canopy and I still feel like it just needs more white space. More sugar. You know, more sugar. Yeah. Yep. Can we change uh the term white space to sugar? Is that a Let's thing? Do it. Let's do it right here. Yeah. We're we're coining it's kind of a it's a word, but it's kind of design, a phrase, right? I don't know. Yeah, design sugar. <sighs> yeah. That's you it. need more. Sh we need more sugar in your design. That would be white space. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense on every level. It, it's just and it's you can personal. imagine it. You can imagine it as if you put all your elements on a page, and then at the top, the very top of the page, there's a hole in the top of the design, and if you poured sugar in it, all that sugar would fill in all those little cracks, yeah. like the like like the cracks in bricks, right? And then when it was full, you had enough. See. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's dumb <laughs> anyway more sugar more sugar more more white space please 
Yeah. Chris, do us a favor. Just on your design you're working on right now, just add a little bit more white space and see what happens. Just just add a good eight pixels. Yeah. To to everything. Around everything. Yeah. So and then you should be you should be good. Yep. Just how do you know if um white space is too much? Um yeah. It's probably not. Just add eight pixels. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> it could use more. <laughs> Just a little bit more. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Okay. Bye, Andy. See you later. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening to the pod. Real quick before you take off, we need your topics. Shoot an email to topics at designmuch.org or go to designmuch.org slash contacts and fill out the form. If you enjoy this episode and want to support us, go ahead and share the pod with some friends, coworkers, your weird aunt, that guy who takes your money every morning at the McDonald's, your hamster, really just whoever you want to. Lastly, go grab a Design Much t-shirt at designmuch.threadless.com and wear it freaking proudly. That's it, guys. Now have a good week, design nerds.